0: Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project Podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commission sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us and you can go to www.briankmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project.
1: thank you thank you thank you <laughs>
2: oh wow <laughs> hi how we doing I get to do this today. I get to do this today. Thank you. Thank you. You know, first and foremost, I want to say thanks to Brian. Uh, Guys, let's give Brian a warm round of applause. I mean, incredible. Wouldn't be here today without Brian. And what an incredible environment that he's created for growth. You know, what I know about this event is that it's been consistent, and it's been consistent in growing people. Each and every single time that I've come, it's been a place where people have grown, people have gotten results, and they've got better as a result of being inside this room. And it's because of this man's vision and commitment to making that possible. So I want to just, again, give Ryan and Brian another round of applause, because we wouldn't <laughs> be here today without you, Brian. It's been three years since I've been here. When Brian asked me, said, hey, could, could we get on your calendar at some point in time? He goes, I'd love to have you on the calendar. I said, yeah, we'll, we'll get on the calendar. We were finally able to get it worked out, and I go back to look at the slides from the previous presentation, and I go, oh my goodness, it was three years ago. Three years since I've been inside this room. I tell you what, my next trip back here will be a lot shorter than three years. All right, that's my commitment to you, Brian. I'll be back from there. But here we go. We got two things that I want you guys to do today. Uh, Two things that I want you to do. The first thing I want you to do. Everybody say two. two. Two things I want you to do today. The first thing that I want you to do today is I want you looking for one thing that you can apply to your life today. I want you looking for one thing that you can apply to your life today. You know what I heard from Dr. Tom Hill? He said one idea executed well can change your life forever. One idea executed well could change your life forever. So, I want you looking for one idea that you can take and you can apply immediately today. The second thing that I want you to do is, I want you to write down your thoughts today. As I'm speaking, as speakers speak, typically what you're trying to do is take down all the notes on the paper and make sure that you're catching every single thing and look. I don't want you, if you don't write down anything that I say today, I want you writing down your thoughts. I would love to sit here and say, hey, I've got all this wisdom to share with you. But look, I'm only here to simply jumpstart an idea that has already been planted inside your life that is now being watered or it might be ready to grow. And so when you hear that thought, you get that thought. I want you to run off with that thought, not what it is that I'm saying. I'm simply here to jumpstart the thoughts and the seeds that are already inside of you. And what I also want you to understand today is that you were meant to be inside this room today. Look, I, I, I don't know what circumstances that you went through to get here, but here's what I know. Every single choice that I have made in my entire life has led me to standing here in the front of this room with you every single choice that you have made has led you into this room today and so today i want to let you know there's something for you here today it's a contact it's a word it's a relationship there's something for you here today but you have to be open to it so i'm excited about this talk this talk is called be more because each and every single day we wake up and what do we want to do we want to be more how many of you guys came into this brand new year and said, hey, this year, I want this year to be better than last year. Quick show of hands. Anybody in the room? Uh, IQ test here, right?
1: <laughs>
2: Nobody woke up on the first day of the year and said, I hope that this year is a little bit worse than last year, <laughs> Right? But look, when you came into the first of the year. You had some aspirations. You had some goals. You were going to take this year on. But then life began to happen. And guess what? We're already six months into the year. But look, here's what you have to understand. If you want to be more and have more, that means becoming a better version of yourself. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm so excited about this talk. This is a brand new talk. This is the first time that I've delivered this talk in Missouri. The very first time. And I've held on to this talk, and this talk has been developing over the past two years. Because what happened was, two years ago, I had an office built inside my home. And as I was moving things around, I came across a notebook or a journal that I found from 2009. From 2009, I had wrote out some things that I wanted to achieve in life I had wanted to become more and I had wrote some things and in in 2002 years ago when I found this I sat there and I literally cried and cried for hours because when I wrote this the circumstance didn't look anything like what this paper said And I said, in two years, I'm going to deliver this. Why? Because in two years, it'll mark the 10-year mark. It'll be 10 years since I wrote this document, and I'm living everything on this paper. Let me share with you guys this paper. It says, I will be a professional speaker traveling around the world, helping people reach their potential and getting promoted on their jobs. I am the promotion activist. Now, that was my corny hook, because I thought that was going to work. But anyway. (laughs) Says, I will sell products online such as ebooks, audio, video, manual, training. I will also sell motivational products to keep people focused. I will work for and assist some experienced speakers to learn the ins and outs of the speaking business. I will be diligent in attending Toastmasters, doing home study courses, and getting a mentor. I will feel great about being a professional speaker because I will be helping others, continually learning. Have a passive income and will have more time with my family with the money to do the things that they want to do. My attitude will be great. I will feel great about myself and others will be drawn to me to seek my wisdom. This was in 2009. But what I want to share with you guys, (laughs) I don't look like what I've been through. You see, because when I wrote that, what you have to understand is that I was just getting ready to go through foreclosure. You see, the house that I had bought was worth $120,000 less than what I paid for it. So what do I do? I, I can either hold on to this, or I can continue to work, or I can continue to chase this dream. You know, in addition to that, I had to let go of some cars. I had to let go of the Hummer had to let go of the BMW and turn those keys in back to the bank. And total debt was at $180,000. You see, life didn't look like what that paper said. But there was more. In order to get out of that and to overcome that, I had to become more. And I knew that, hey, this is what my circumstances say, but this isn't who I am. And so for some of you in the room, I don't know what you're going through today, where you're at, but your circumstances don't dictate where you can go and where you will go. And so I want to show you guys today, the last two years, what you guys have to understand is that the path that I decided to take was completely made up. I mean, what, what college teaches you to become a professional speaker and get paid for it? You know, what kid says, hey, this is what I wanna do and there's no straight path in order to do this. But look, over the last two years, I was hired, the first one out of 25,000 people on the John Maxwell team, the first one to be hired as a faculty member and mentor of the John Maxwell team. These six guys, we teach for over 25,000 coaches around the world. I've had the opportunity to speak in the country of Romania, the country of Costa Rica. Um, uh, This is me with John in Guatemala. Uh, This is speaking in St. Thomas, also in Barbados. And then recently, this past year, I became president of the John Maxwell Team faculty and organization for over 25,000 people. (laughs) You know, uh, this is my family here. This is the family that they talked about, the six kids. We've got um, triplets. We have twins. And we have a single there. (laughs) So... The triplets are 10, uh, the um, the triplets are 10, we've got the twins are two, there'll be three next month, and then David, the single child, in the middle, he is six years old, and uh, just incredible time there. I've got uh, Chase there, he's in the very front, You know, um, was just out with Jason Jacobs in the back there the other day, he almost killed Mr. Jason on the golf course, so I let him get behind the steering wheel, and he's like, Dad, I want to drive, I want to drive, and we, he's got to make a turn. And then sure enough, he hits a beeline. He takes off, almost kills Mr. Jason in the back there. and crashes the cart. <laughs> but he's learning. He's learning. So we've got, a lot of, we've got a lot of good stuff going on there. And of course, my incredible wife, it wouldn't be possible without her. Uh, she's the one that, again, one of the things that you can do as a spouse, as a person that is supporting an entrepreneur, you know, there's no greater thing that you can do than support them. And I see too many good people die in a cubicle because of the lack of a supportive spouse. And so if you can be that, be that. I wouldn't be who I am today without her. Uh, This is myself with John. This is when we were in Guatemala. So I travel at least two times a year with John now. And I'm personally mentored by John at this point. And so it's been an incredible journey uh, to get to where I am today. But today we're going to talk about the four keys. So this letter, when I was looking at this letter... When I was looking at this letter, I I, I sat there and I began to think about what were the key components. What were the key components inside of this letter that I wrote to myself? And there was four keys inside of this letter that I wrote that I want to share with you today. We've got four keys I want to share. The first one is: in order to be more, you have to see more. You have to see more. Everybody say see more." more. In order to be more, you have to be more consistent. And a lot of people have dreams, hopes, and aspirations, but we don't have the consistency in order to get there. The third thing that we have to do is we have to decide not to settle for average. Average is killing your dreams. We're going to talk about being average. And then, of course, the fourth thing is that our attitude and actions must line up. Our attitude and actions must line up. And so I'm going to uh, talk about these four keys Becoming more. The first one is to see more. The first one is to see more. Because again, when I was writing this, when I was writing this, I was in a pit. I was in a hole, but I had to see beyond my circumstances. And sometimes what happens is we let dreams die. How many people in the room would say, Hey, I had a dream one day that has died? You've buried that dream, right? We've got a couple of people that said, Hey, look, You know, I had this goal, this hope, this aspiration, but life happened and somehow I let go of that dream. And so I knew that, hey, if I wanted to achieve what I wanted to achieve, I had to hold on to this vision because I didn't have anything else to hold on to. And what you have to understand is that that dream is free. And so what I want to do today is for some of you inside the room, I want you to pick your dream back up. I want to talk to you guys about Douglas. Douglas is a client of mine. And Douglas is, is what he likes to call, he says to me every single time, Chris, I'm on the back side of life. I'm on the back side of life. I'm not as ambitious as you are. And so as I began to work with Douglas, Douglas allows for me to coach him in the area of leadership development. And Douglas is quite older than me, but, but he allows for me to pour into his life in this specific area of leadership and, and building a business. Now, Douglas, we had been working together for about a year, and you know I, I talked to douglas and i kept saying well douglas what do you want now on this backside? you're consistently talking about the backside, but but what do you want and you know he would not open up and would not open up and then eventually he opened up and he says you know chris i always wanted to sell this old house that i've been in. he goes i've been in this house for 30 years and i've always told myself that i can't buy a new home and i begin to ask douglas questions Well. Well, Douglas, why can't you buy a new home, and why have you told yourself that, and why have you... Did? And he said, this is just the story that I've created for myself. I said, Douglas, here's what I want you to do, is, is what, let's, let's take a look. Have you ever looked online for new homes? He goes, well, yeah, 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 some years ago. I said, well, Douglas, let's go ahead, let's take a look online. Let, just go look, just humor me. Your homework for the week is just to go look at houses douglas goes online he begins to look at some houses and you know a couple weeks later he comes back and he says chris i've been looking at some houses that's great i said well how do you feel about it we begin to talk about how he feel i said what'd you like about it we begin to get crystal clear on what it is that he was looking for and then what happened is douglas he begins to go out further and he begins to drive around places now I said, Douglas, this week what I want you to do is I want you to drive to three places that you may be interested in just to go see how the neighborhood feels. A month later, Douglas calls me and says, Chris, I bought some land. He goes, and in fact, I have talked to a contractor. I think I'm going to build this house. I said, well, just take the next step. Douglas takes the next step. He ends up building a custom home. He says, now I've got a problem. I need to sell my home because I don't have the money to purchase all of this home, but I need to sell my home, but I I, I really want to do this. So Douglas, he, he goes through the process that just take the next step. He takes the next step. I said, take the next step. Put your house up for sale. Do this, do that. And we just kept going through one step at a time. And on December 31st of last year, Douglas closed on his old home and stepped into his new home and realized his dream because he began see it you see it's taking these small steps but what if what if this listen to this what if where you are today is only an indication of the mental image that you've been holding on to think about this we have exactly what we see your relationship your marriage is exactly what you see The home that you live in is exactly what you see. What image are you holding on to that you don't like in your life? You've got to let that image go, and you have to begin to see something else. So how do we see more? How do we see more? Because here's the thing about it is that oftentimes we're scared to dream. We're scared to dream because, again, our circumstances are telling us something else. We look at the circumstances and say, oh, I can't do that. Come so on, think about this. How many guys wrote goals at the first of the year? Anybody in the room? You were sitting down there. You got your goals. And then how many guys did this? I need, I need a couple honest people here. You begin to look at the dream, but then you begin to bring the dream down, and you begin to negotiate with the dream. How many people negotiated with the dream this year? <laughs> right? Well, I, I don't want to set this high because, uh, well, I, I can't do this, and I, can't, I don't have the time to do that, and then all the... And now you've got this little goal that isn't your goal. Your dream is now beginning to fade away. Stop negotiating with your dream. Well, I don't know how I'm going to get there. You don't need to know all the steps on how to get there, but you do need to know the next step. And that's it. Take the next step. Take the next step. So four questions to ask yourself if you want to see more. Number one, simple question. On a blank sheet of paper, what do you want? Blank sheet of paper. What do you want? Because oftentimes, we get things in life that we don't want because we don't know what we want. He said, let me give you a definition of unhappiness. Unhappiness is not knowing what you want and killing yourself to get it. (laughs) Come on, when I see you, what are you doing? I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. But do you know what you want? What do you want? I got a call from a client the other day. He's a high net worth individual. He's a young guy, real business guy. So he leans on me for some of the smallest things. He, he calls me and he's uh, 26 years old, runs a multi million dollar business. He calls me and says, Chris, he goes, I, I just got a call. There's a house for sale. It's $1.2 million and it's a five bedroom. It's on the lake and it's a good deal. Do you think this would be a good idea for me? I said, were you looking for a house? He goes, no, but this is a good deal. I said, but were you looking for a house? It's a single guy. I said, were you looking for a five-bedroom? No. Were you looking for a a house on a lake? No, but it's a good deal. I said, it's not a good deal. It's not for you. But look, this is how we end up with stuff in our life that we don't want. Look, when you're unclear about what it is that you want, you can't tell an opportunity from a distraction. When you are unclear about what it is that you want, you cannot tell an opportunity from a distraction. What allowed for me to reach this on this paper was that I was crystal clear what I wanted. We're going to talk about that because, look, if you're not clear about it, stuff comes into your life. Everybody's got an opportunity for you. I think you'd be great at this. I think this would be good for you. I think you should go and meet this. No. Does it line up? If it doesn't line up, then it's not for you. So the first question that you have to ask yourself in order to be more is, what do you want? The second question is, why do you want it? Why do you want it? Come on, have you ever lived somebody else's dream? You you thought it was your dream, but yet it was somebody else's dream and and you got it because they wanted it and you thought that was what dreams should look like? Come on, when we define success and things of that nature, why do you define that? What's your definition of being okay with that? But look, why do you want it? If you can't come up with good reasons why you want it, you're not going to be able to hold on the path in order to get it. Number three is, how will you feel once you have it? How will you feel once you have it? See, because when you don't have any emotion tied to what it is that you're trying to see or visualize, it, it just doesn't have any power to it. So you've got to get into the feeling of it. I mean, Come on, why do, why do you go and try something on, right? You go try something on because you want to know, how do I feel in this? And so when you're, when you're casting your dreams, when you're trying to see more, you want to make sure that you are getting the feel of how you feel once you have it. And then the last thing that you can do is what steps can you take now? What steps can you take now? Stop thinking that your dream is so far out there that you can't take a single step. For some of you, that step is just going to Google and typing something in. For some of you, that step is picking up the phone and calling somebody and saying, hey, I need some help. Whatever that next step is, the easiest next step, that's the next step. That's it. Take the next step. So four questions to ask yourself if you want to see more. What do you want? Why do you want it? How do you feel once you have it? And what steps can you take now? Number two, be more consistent. Be more consistent. This is a problem. And, and the first thing that we have to do is we have to redefine success. And we have to redefine success is forward movement. Forward movement. Oftentimes we set these goals, and then what we do is we program ourselves for failure. We'll set the goal to make it to this table right in front of me here, and the entire time I'm going, I'm not at the goal yet. 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 I'm not there. What you're doing is programming yourself for failure. But look, if we just if we just simply define successes forward daily movement, did I take a little bit of step? Yes, I'm a little bit closer. 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 You feel the energy difference on that? But yet, we beat ourselves up mentally because we're not there fast enough. We're not there fast enough. But look, here's the shift that you have to make. You need to stop asking the question, how fast will I get there? You need to change the question to, how far can I go? That's a shift. That's how people get burnt out and they quit. It's because they think, how fast can I get there? I'm going to start this new venture. I'm going to try this thing out. And if this thing doesn't work out, I'm going to quit. I remember very early on, I, another John Maxwell team member had, was in the area here. He comes to me and says, Chris, you know, I, I wanted to meet with you, to be honest, because I wanted to find out if you were going to be competition or not. I said, well, I, we're a collaborative group at John Maxwell Team. I said, well, what can I do to help you out? I'd love to assist you in any way. And he's like, well, I know that we go to some of the same groups and we know some of the same people. We might step on each other's toes. I said, but it's okay. I know that I'm built for certain people. You're putting this plan for certain people. It's going to be just fine. I said, but let me ask you a question. I said, how long do you have before you have to go get a job if this doesn't work for you? He says, well, Chris, if this doesn't work by January 16th, I'm going to have to go get a job. I said, well, we won't be competition at all.
1: (laughs) I don't have a quit date.
2: (laughs) Stop putting expiration dates on your dreams. You see, here's the thing you do it until it happens, you do it until it happens. You do it until it happens. It's how far can you go, not how fast can I get there. We have to redefine success, but we have to become more consistent. This is Ada. This is the oldest. She came out first. This is Ada. And they came home. They're in fourth grade. And, uh, you know, over the past year, I've been sending them to golf lessons, and they've been playing golf. And, you know, there's one, Chase, the, the one that almost killed Mr. Jason, he hates golf and he's done everything to get out of golf. So in fourth grade, they find out that they can play in their first sport, which is cross country. So they come home and Chase says, Dad, I want to do cross country. I don't want to do golf. I want to do cross country. My wife and I look at each other and say, cross country? We don't know anything about cross country. What do you know about cross country? And He says, I want to do cross-country. Then the other two chime in, and they say, "Geez, right, Dad, we want to do cross-country. We don't want to go to golf. I said, okay, you could do cross-country. So they go to practice the very next day, and they come home, and they are exhausted. (laughs) They said, Dad, all we did the entire time is run. (laughs) I said, good news. I said, because between now and October 8th, you're going to run every single day. (laughs) They said, but we only have practice three times a week. I said, not in this house. (laughs) Every single day, if you're going to do anything, you have to do it daily in order to get good at it. And so every single day, I would hop in the driveway. I would pull up my chair. I would pull up my stopwatch. (laughs) And they're running a mile and a half around the neighborhood every single day. But Ada and Brex, they placed in the top ten in every single race that they did. And in the final race, when Ada finally saw it, because what I would do is before each race, I would ask them, what place are you going to go into this race? And they would tell me that number. But isn't it interesting that they would never outperform the number that they would give me? Same thing applies to you. You can never outperform your own self-belief. So when I'm talking about seeing more, if you don't see yourself in that, you can't perform at that level. And so I would ask them every single week, what, what, what place are you going to come into? And finally, towards the end, Ada says, I'm going to win first place. Last race of the year, she wins first place. But it was because of consistency. Every single day doing something. Every single day forward progress. Every single day defining that as success. Did I move a little bit closer to the goal? Every single day. So how do we be more consistent? Number one, schedule it five minutes a day. Five minutes a day to be consistent at whatever it is that you want. I tell you, in five minutes a day, you may think, well, that's not a whole lot of time. Look, it's simple enough to do, but it's simple enough not to do. Think about this. One of the greatest challenges that I had was two years ago when Paul Martinelli, the president of John Maxwell Team Overall, he says to me, Chris, he goes, let me ask you a question because we had went over my goals for the year and I had projected a 20% increase in my business. And he says to me, Chris, he says, Chris, let me ask you this. He goes, why 20%? And of course, with all my wisdom, I said, because uh, that was better than last year. He says, Chris, let me ask you this question. He says, how much time have you put, spent into doubling your income? How much time have you thought into doubling your income? And with a very long pause, I said, absolutely zero. He says, here's what I want you to do. He says, for the next 90 days, I want you to spend five minutes a day thinking of ways that you can double your income. Five minutes a day for 90 days. Now look, that worked. That worked. I doubled the income, but why? Because I began to get intentional and focused on, not spending a ton of time, but five minutes a day, whatever the habit it is. Whatever it is that you're trying to develop, whatever it is, direction you're trying to move in, take five minutes a day schedule it, and think on that thing, whatever that is. Here's the thing. If you can't do the five minutes a day, don't beat yourself up after we wrote these goals. You get off to a bad start. We fall off the horse. But here's the thing. Get back on quickly as possible so that you stay focused and on track. You spend more time beating yourself up about not being on the goal than actually getting back on and moving forward towards it. Stop beating yourself up. It's the negative self talk that's killing you. If I said to you what you said to yourself, how good of a friend would I be to you? Come on. If I said to you what you say to yourself about your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, what type of friend would I be to you? Would you be my friend? She <laughs> said, so We'd break up. She said, It's over with. <laughs> I'm done. So it starts there. It starts there, so we've got to get back on. The third thing we've got to do is we've got to engage someone for accountability. You've got to tell somebody else. You've got to get with somebody that's moving in the direction that you want to go. That's why the Maxwell team was so important for me, because that allowed for me to get around other people that were moving in the direction that I wanted to go. And sometimes that can happen inside this room. But sometimes, hey, you've got to get online. You've got to find a group. Sometimes you're going to have to get on an airplane to get, on, to get around people that are moving in the direction that you want to go. And that's okay because you're worth it. But engage someone else for accountability. And then number four, allow time for change. Allow time for change. So often we, we want to start this new habit and then we don't see the results that we want and we Stop. Well, it didn't work out the way that they said it was going to work out, and you know, it didn't really get the results, and maybe this is a scam, or maybe they told me wrong, I've been led astray. No, you haven't given it time to grow. We don't allow that time for a change. We don't allow that time for acceptance. Because, look, some things that you're going to implement, the only way you can do everything right and you not have the growth unless there's that time. Now, if I take some corn seed and I go out to the front here and I throw it in the grass and I water it today and I water it today, doesn't matter how much I water it today, all I'm going to have today is some wet grass. (laughs) Look, there's just some time that has to be inside there. There's a gestation period for everything. There's a gestation period for your dream. There's seed, there's time, and then there's a harvest. But we get so frustrated right here in the time that we dig up the seed, we let the seed go, and we move on saying, this doesn't work. We've lied to ourselves. Stop digging up your seed. Stop leaving your seed to go on to something else because you got distracted because it had nothing to do with your dream. There's only so much you can do in a day. Do that thing in the day. You've made forward progress. I've watered the seed. Move on. I've watered the seed. Move on. I've watered the seed. Move on. That's it. Keep it simple. Here we go. Number three, decide not to settle for average. Average is killing your dreams. I'm going to read you guys a poem about average. Marie has a poem about average. Here we go. This is by Edmund Gaudet. It says, Average is what the failure claims to be when their family and friends ask them why they're not more successful. Average is the top of the bottom, the best of the worst. The bottom of the top, the worst of the best. Which one are you? Average means being run of the mill, mediocre, insignificant. Average is the lazy person's cop out. It's lacking the guts to take a stand in life, living by default. Average is to take up space for no purpose, to take the trip through life, but never pay the fare, to return no interest on God's investment in you. Average is to pass one's life away with time rather than to pass one's time away with life. Average is to be forgotten once you pass from this life. The successful are remembered for their contributions. The failures are remembered because they tried, but the average are just forgotten. Average is to commit the greatest crime one can against oneself. The saddest phrase is this: "Here lies Mr. and Mrs. Average, the remains of what might have been, except for their belief that they were only average." Average is killing your dreams. Think about an area of your life right now that's just average. Right? It's just—it's not good. It's not bad. It's just—it's just average average is a dream killer average is a dream killer you got to decide not to sell for average in 2007 i had the opportunity to have lunch with peter daniels peter daniels is a billionaire from australia and i sat down with mr peter daniels and had the opportunity to ask him some questions and one of the things i asked him was what's the greatest thing that would make the greatest impact in my life and that was to read is what he told me but in fact he said i want you to read and i want you to focus on biographies He said, because the reason you want to focus on biographies and you want to read, watch, and listen to biographies is because there's no biographies about average people. (laughs) (laughs) Biographies are about above average people. But here's what I found. He says, Chris, when you read these biographies, when you watch these biographies, what happens is you build up a vocabulary in your mind of overcoming insurmountable odds. You're seeing somebody else go through it. And here's what I found. Whenever I begin to watch biographies, whenever I begin to listen to biographies, all their stories are just like yours, just like mine. They're a three-part story. Dream, struggle, success. Dream, struggle, success. But here's the thing. The The above average person has the ability to hold on through the struggle longer than the average person. It's dream, struggle, success you see and the thing about these above average people is that they're not focused they're not focused we all heard the word focus we need to focus we need to follow one's course until successful how many heard of that in the room here but that's not true of above average people because anybody can focus focuses for a period of time these people were fixated The above average are fixated because the fixation says, I'm going to do it until it happens. You see, you think about it. You know, as I'm watching these biographies growing up, you know, Magic Johnson never put the basketball down as a kid. You know, Jimi Hendrix never put the guitar down. Steve Jobs never let the sun go down without innovation on his mind. These people weren't focused. They were fixated, and there's a difference. You can't settle for average. So how do we stand down the average world? It's real easy to stand down the average world. Here we go. Number 1, show up on time. You want to get promoted on your job? Show up on time. Think about this. Especially how many service industry people do we have that actually do like a labor service? Here, let me give you a tip. If you can somehow kill the window of between I'll be there between 8 and 5 today. <laughs> That would be revolutionary, right? I mean, come on. Show up on time is an easy way to stand out in the world. Here we go. Number two, show up on time with a smile. Real easy to stand out. Think about this. As an employee, you show up to work a little bit late. got a grimace on your face. You sit down. It's a real easy way to stand out is show up on time with a smile. Third thing. This is going the distance. How to be above average. Show up on time with the smile, with a positive attitude. Uh, my kids say, Dad, i got a good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, fix your face. <laughs> Come on. Fix your face. You know, you're in there with the person that's underperforming. And, what do you mean my attitude sucks? <laughs> I've got the best attitude out here. You've been in there with them before oh here's a good one how do we stand out in the world show up on time with a smile with a positive attitude and then do something do your job well this is a real easy way to get promoted on a job oh but if you really want to go the extra mile if you really want to get promoted on a job you do all those things but then show interest in helping beyond your job real easy way to stand out in the world and then here we go educate yourself beyond your job not waiting for the company the organization to bring somebody in or to bring a book in but what is it that you're doing in order to grow it's real easy to stand out in an average world i promise you if you're an employee at an organization and you follow these simple steps you will stand out like a superstar all day long but average is killing dreams number four we're going to get wrapped up here i want to make sure i'm hitting my time number four our attitude and our actions must line up our attitude and our actions must line up and here's what i mean by that is that sometimes we say that we want something but then our, our actions are different than what we want. We're excited about losing weight, but our actions say, hey, I can go ahead and have that cheap meal. Right? I think about this. I'm riding along with Brex, and, you know, after Brex and I go play golf, we go inside of deerberg's At this point in time of the year, I was eating a little bit healthier. You could say at that point in time of the year, somebody with me there? <laughs> at that point in time of the year, I was eating healthy, and uh, we were going to the grocery store, and Brex says to me, dad, he goes, I think that, um, he goes, I see that you're eating a little bit healthier. Is mom making you do that? <laughs> I said, absolutely not. <laughs> said, hey, I want to be a little bit healthier with you, and I want to make sure I live a long life. And as I'm walking through the store, literally, this is, this is no joke, I walk down there, and I say, hey, do you want those donuts for breakfast in the morning? <laughs> he goes, Dad, he goes, you are literally talking about eating healthy, and you're asking me if I want donuts? And I go, I guess I did. <laughs> But it's that simple. We, our actions say something different than the attitude that we're projecting. And so we got to make sure that those things line up. And see, I love the way that John Maxwell says He says that you can't go uphill with downhill habits. You cannot go uphill with downhill habits. We have uphill aspirations with downhill habits that won't allow for us to go to where we want to go. So if I go back to this sheet here and I, and I take a look at, at my actions... Here's what I said, I said, I will work for, for and assist some experienced speakers to learn the ins and outs of the speaking business. I will be diligent in attending Toastmasters, doing a home study course, getting a mentor. All of these things lined up with what it is that I wanted to do. And so now that you find out what you want to do, everything has to line up with it. It was real simple. For a seven-year period, I only did four things. I speak, I coach, I train, I read. For seven years, there was no fun. There was no nothing. I mean, you people were come to me, Chris, I've got this opportunity. I, it was a real easy filter. Does it allow for me to speak? Does it allow for me to coach? Does it allow for me to train? Does it allow for me to read? If it did not, absolutely not. That's how I filtered it because I wanted to make sure it lined up everything, everything, every day need to line up with the direction that I wanted to go. So where do you want to go? This was an index card that I would carry around every single day. I made an index card. And on this index card, this allowed for me to stay focused on what I wanted. I'm going to give you the questions that I have on this card that I would fill out every single day. Every single day I would carry this card. It would have these things, questions on the card. Number one, what do I need to listen to? What do I need to listen to? You see, what you listen to dictates your thoughts. Your thoughts dictate your feelings. Your feelings dictate your actions. Your actions dictate your results. It starts with what you're listening to, and sometimes, self admittedly, as some of you in the room have admitted, the way that you talk to yourself isn't really the best. And so, what you have to do is you have to replace what it is that you're listening to. And so, when I every single day, I wanted to make sure that my train of thought was being Intentional about what it was I was listening to. Not just hopping in the car, listening to the radio, right? Not just hopping on, listening to talk radio, right? But what intentionally, what area do I need to grow? Every single day, what do I need to listen to? Number two, what do I need to read? What do I need to read? Every single day, what do I need to read? You see, I read in two areas of life I read inside of my problems and I read inside of my passion. Some of you need to stop taking book recommendations because it has nothing to do with your life. and It's costing you time. Read inside of your passion. Read inside of your problems. Number three, who do I need to call? Who do I need to call? How many of you have ever taken a phone call that has taken an hour from your day? Because you just picked up the phone. Oh, my phone's ringing. Uh, Right? no stop doing that you see what i did was every single day i had a list of who do i need to talk to if you were not on my list of people to talk to i'm not picking up the phone on the first call i'll call you back in a commute i'll call you back where i have it scheduled but i'm not picking up a call because i don't know if that's going to be five minutes or if i don't know if that's going to be an hour and i can't afford that time who do you need to call Number, number four, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Every single day, I'm going, what do I need to do today? What do I need to get done? Not just being busy, but what's going to actually be productive? And then the last question here is, what am I looking for? On that index card every single day, what I would look for is, what am I looking for? Paid speaking engagements, new coaching clients, corporate training. Every single day, I would write that out. Every single day. This is what I'm looking for today. Why? Because I wanted to be crystal clear on what it is that I wanted. Because I know that when you're crystal clear on what you want, you get it every single time. I'll close with this. Because there's a gap between where you are and what you want, but it's a choice. It's a choice. You see, I'm a personal growth junkie. I love personal growth and development. And I got a call from a friend of mine, and that friend calls me and he says, Chris, I've got an opportunity for us to go to a conference. It's got this speaker, it's got that speaker, and I would love for you to attend. I said, when is the event? He says, well, it's in three days. <laughs> I said, well, that's, that's awfully quick. I said, but that's a good lineup of speakers. I think I would like to go. And so I said, let me see what I can work around. So I call him, and I say, hey, I was able to get that thing worked out, and I'm ready to go. Let's go on this road trip together. I said, you know, where's the event? He says, Denver, Colorado. I said, Denver, Colorado, great, 702 miles, right down Highway 70, we're going to rock and roll. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, three days later, I'm at his house, I've got Red Bull, I've got beef jerky, we are ready to rock. We're going down the highway, and all of a sudden he says to me, Chris, he says, hey, now I apologize, you know, because of... How close to the conference it was I wasn't able to get at the conference center I wasn't able to get booked anywhere really close to the place but I did get us a room I said well it's okay I just want to get to this event no big deal at all we drive all the way down highway 70 we get there to this hotel and it is an absolute dump (laughs) I simply step out the car and I say no (laughs) (laughs) not doing that not doing that Well, we go inside, and we go inside this hotel, and, I mean, this place is bad. I mean, I'm just complaining about this place. I'm talking bad about it. I can't believe this place is packed. Is there that many hotels not around here? And I'm just talking bad, and we get up to the counter. We finally get up to the counter, and the lady says, well, because of the way that you guys booked, I don't have your reservation, but I can guarantee it. You're just going to have to call back. But I don't have your reservation. I said, good news. (laughs) We go back out to the car, he hops on the phone and he's dialing in the hot wire and I'm using a positive mental attitude and I'm saying, hey, I'm believing that we're not going to have to stay here. We're going to stay at the conference center. It's going to be a double room. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. And he's on the phone and they've got nothing. They've got nothing. But we can guarantee this room that you're in. And he's on there for about 30, 45 minutes. And finally they say, They found it they've got a hot deal it's at the conference center it's at this it's got that and i'm going yes and he says it's going to cost us five times more to stay here than here i said five times more he said five times more i said man let's go and check this dump out
1: (laughs) anybody ever been there
2: right We go inside this dump and I'm complaining the whole time and I'm talking bad about the place and we stay through the night and I'm complaining. I'm whining. I I don't have a positive attitude. My face needs to be fixed and (laughs) I finally get down to breakfast that morning. I'm sitting down at the table. The sun's coming through the blinds and I hear the still small voice that says, don't complain about where you are. Pay the price for where you want to be. You see... I had the opportunity to stay where I wanted to stay. I had the money to stay where I wanted to stay. But I was unwilling to pay the price for what I wanted. For some of you, there's a price to be paid for your goals, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations. But it's up to you to decide that you're willing and you're worth the price. You're absolutely worth it. But don't complain about where you are. Instead, pay the price for where you want to be. It's been an honor and pleasure to be with you today. Thank you for your time.
1: Uh, thank, you. thank you
0: well there you have it another mastermind project podcast we want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally it happens intentionally so thank you for investing in yourself we hope that you found something here useful as a matter of fact it's our desire that you've heard something uh, from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.bryankmcrae.com www.briankmccray.com. We've got our mastermind event scheduled there, and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter, and teach things that matter to people who care.
1: Appreciate you.